May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in the sight of the Lord our rock and our Amen. After last week's story about the wedding banquet, here they come again. This time, Pharisees and patrons of Herod, the local Roman leader, with what they think is seeds of buttering up from Jesus. Teacher, we know you are sincere. This is the way of God and truth, so no reference to anyone. So we have a question here. We all can hear that it's the signal for itself. Is it lawful to pay taxes to the emperor or not? And Jesus calls them on it, of course, because it's always one step ahead. He has to see the point used for the tax. Apparently, he doesn't have one in his pocket. And maybe he does. But he has already turned the tables on them and he's setting a wall up for an unexpected answer. Show me the point. Some scrambling ensues, and then someone comes up with it. Denarius would have been bigger than this quarter, and it would have represented a day's wages. But you get the idea. They hand it to Jesus. I picture the coffee challengers now all huddled around Jesus. These Pharisees and Herodians would not have been allies or friends at all, but they represent the two sides of the text. Jesus says no to paying tax. He's in trouble with the Roman authorities who would oppose the tax. If he says yes to the tax, the religious leaders will accuse him of siding with the Roman oppressor. The Pharisees also object on religious grounds to the image of Caesar on his coins, portrayed as divine, which is clearly a violation of the commandments to love only God. But Jesus takes this point and he gets them to all huddle around and look at it together as if they had never seen it before. A little show and tell, not socially distant. Whose image and inscription is this? The emperor's face. Jesus says, Speak therefore to the emperor the things that are the emperor, and to God the things that are God. I imagine him putting the coin back into the crowd and picturing all their hands reaching out to touch it as he walks away. And that he tells us they were amazed. Amazed because yet again, Jesus did not answer those who are persistently trying to impress him. Rather, he deftly reframes and crosses the question of is it lawful to pay taxes back to the first? To the Herodian, and he wants. David asked, Is it lawful to pay taxes to the emperor? And he said, Give to the emperor the things that are the emperor's, and to God the things that are God's. Much has been written about this one sentence of Jesus, which appears in all three synoptic gospels. Trying to figure out what Jesus may have meant here about money, taxes, and his followers' obligation and relationship to the state. In this season, as we approach the election in the 
few weeks. It's important to remember that in this exchange about the taxes, Jesus knew a human reality. But as his followers, we are citizens of two realms with responsibilities in both. As citizens of the United States, we participate with our taxes and with our votes in the operation of the state. We have responsibilities to one another as citizens in this earthly realm, which we must balance with our faith claims and our identity as Christians, followers of Jesus. We also know that Jesus' teaching is consistently about God's kingdom, God's vision, that usually involves overturning our expected ways of understanding the world. So this challenge to balance our dual citizenship is not a simple matter. I think there are three points to think about. First, in the story today when Jesus says, give to the emperor what is the emperor's and to God what is God's. He's not answering the question about paying taxes, but rather redirecting and leading his listeners to different questions. What do you think belongs to the emperor? And what do you think belongs to God? And how will you vote? How will you prioritize your loyalties, your money, your energy? Your commitment to one another and to God. Second point, in these final weeks of this most tumultuous year, Jesus' questions are particularly timely for us. He reminds us, and he points to the image of Caesar on the coin, that there is, in fact, a foundational image. That we all learned about in Genesis. This idea, this truth that each one of us is created in the image of God. All God's people loved by the Creator. People who look different, who speak different languages, who hold different political beliefs, who long to love and respect, opportunity and equal treatment under the law. Those are some of the issues we've been grappling with in our country. As we navigate our lives here in this community and out there in the world, as we approach the polling station in the next couple of days, march and protest, deliver truly to neighbors, engage in conversation, may we look at each other's faces and hear Jesus' questions. Another 